the saint we celebrate today, Damien, is usually known for his dedication to the leper's colony, one who gave away his life, not minding the risks of being uh, infected uh, by leprosy, but he was so much moved, not just by pity, it is the kind of compassion Christ had for those most in need, those suffering, those in agony, a kind of a pity that moves someone to do, to take an action that is compassion from the Latin word, that is cum and passio, cum, with and passio, suffering. So with suffering, so that is the kind of compassion that Damien and Christ also exercise in his public ministry, to suffer with those who suffer, meaning to be moved to take action. It is not just to, or maybe you just give the person a dollar bill or two, and then you keep on going your way. I barely share some of my personal stories uh, during homilies because sometimes, for me, I see it like maybe you are a kind of prison yourself. But sometimes, uh, maybe, uh, let's leave it by the way. So today, I just want to share a little bit, you know, I work a job as a manager of an NGO. So this NGO, something that all of the NGOs do, and uh, you know, as a manager, you enjoy so many benefits, and you just sit there up there in the office, and you give command, do all that kind of stuff. So one day, the, the director general, she was like, no, it's not so much about staying in the office and taking notes and giving instruction and giving money to this organization or giving money to these people or uh, paying scholarship for this group and the other group. Sometimes you have to move out, go into the field and do the work in addition to just giving out money to these places. So one of the places that we went out to was a rehabilitation, a rehabilitation center where you have Down syndromes and people with uh, physical challenges, you know, where you have so many children who are going through a lot. Not only that, she told us we are going to not drop the items that we came with, but we have to clean the place, you know, we have to uh, clean the environment where they stay, and we have to clean them as well, you know, make their beds and do all kinds of jobs that those who work there do to satisfy the day, to put in the time and energy to take care of these uh, Down syndromes and those going through hard times. And it wasn't so easy, not only for me, but also for my coworkers, because we barely visit these places. Even Holland, even the leprosy center is one of the places that we do visit. Most times, like we do, we drop off, like most NGOs do, we drop off. Uh, whatever items we have and we leave. So we go there and we minister to them by staying there and working for them and doing everything or what needs to be done for the day. We only did it just for a day, but imagine those who work there and every day of their lives, they are there with these people, with all the challenges these persons are going through. And these persons, those who work there, are able to endure. So that gives us or gives me an idea of what Damien did for his life. 
for his life. I don't know how many years Damien was in, uh, at the colony, you know, with these persons. And at the time Damien did his own ministry was the time nobody wanted to near the lepers. Nobody wants to, wanted to have anything to do with them. Even the government could not support them. But Damien used all resources available in addition to his spiritual life to minister to uh, the lepers. That is also what I think fits properly into the Good Shepherd that we've been reading since Sunday. It says, my sheep hear my voice, one. I know them. They follow me, and I give them eternal life. These four categories uh, will help us to reflect deeply on what it means to be a good shepherd. And the adjective good means that we have also bad shepherd at home as mothers and fathers in school. Even in the church, we have bad shepherds. So the adjective good means Christ as the good one because in the Old Testament, the prophecy of Ezekiel tells us about the bad leaders, the bad shepherd in Ezekiel 37. And with that, Christ said, I will raise up shepherd for my sheep. Pope John Paul II wrote a beautiful book called Pastores Dabo Verbis. That's a Latin word. It means, I will give you shepherd. Responding to that prophecy of Ezekiel 37, I will raise a shepherd for my sheep. The good shepherd, the one we famously read in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, the one who directs us, uh, who leads us to the green pastor, who is ready to give his life, like Damien, who is ready to lay down his life. Do I hear his voice? We can just take one aspect of these four categories. I know my sheep, they follow me, they hear my voice, and I give them eternal life. So let's just look at briefly, my sheep hear my voice. In the cacophony of voices in our world today, it's so difficult to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. Number one, the ideological uh, opinions coming from the cable network and uh, dramas and sitcoms, most times they are not the voice of the Good Shepherd. Or the voices from the internet, from newspapers, from blogs, from YouTubes, from many, even from schools, from co uh, classmates, from teachers, from family members, relatives. Sometimes, sometimes they are not of the Good Shepherd. So how do we discern the voice of the Good Shepherd? How do we discern? Again, we can go back to the Word of God, the Scripture, which always help us to discern the voice of the Good Shepherd. Why the Scripture? Because the longest psalm, Psalm 119, uh, tells us, your word is a lamp for my step and a light unto my feet. And with his word being a light and a lamp, we can clearly see how we are to walk. The Lord will now lead us through his words on the path we have to walk. The same Psalm 119 verse 105 says, I have hidden your words in my heart so that I may not stray from your path. At least if we can reflect today on the voice of the Lord, uh, I think it would be better, it's something very nice and powerful that we'll be doing today. The voice of the Lord, Psalm 29 tells us, the voice of the Lord is full of power. The voice of the Lord is full of splendor. 
the voice of the Lord is on the immense city of water, and the voice of the Lord shadows the cedars of Lebanon. That is, the voice is able to permeate and penetrate the innermost of our being. Do we, as a sheep, hear his voice? If today you and I hear his voice, may we not harden our hearts. May God bless his words always in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen.